Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. So, Pastor Mark, what does that have to do with anything? Many Christians live just like that. They have the Holy Spirit in them to direct them, but they rarely turn Him on. They just try to do life by themselves. What's that look like? Confusion, frustration, not accomplishing what we want, wrong roads, get in a dead-end street. We are continuing Pastor Mark's teaching on the Holy Spirit and how it's important to remember that the Holy Spirit was essential to Jesus' life and His ministry. The Spirit-filled life is vital for every single Christ follower. We need to do what Jesus did, which was to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and controlled by God. We need to remember to allow the Holy Spirit to do the jobs He is here to do, namely to indwell us constantly, convict us of sin, teach us and remind us of God's words to us and to comfort us and encourage us when we're attacked by the enemy. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Matthew as he continues his message entitled, The Holy Spirit, Essential to Jesus and Us. As you turn in your Bibles, there's three words I want you to think about as we go through the teaching this morning. Here they are. The first word I want you to think about all the way through the teaching is essential. The next word is personal. And the last word is overflow. So let's say them together. Essential, personal, and overflow. So we're going to learn that together. I'm going to give you an illustration It didn't exactly happen like this to us, but it was close, so I just want to share with you. You live in Brevard County, and you're driving to downtown Miami for a meeting. Lynn and I had this experience this week. We were three weeks at a meeting, and I'll explain a little more to you later. Another organization that somehow God got us into, I have no idea, but it was an amazing meeting. In the room in Miami for those three days, we had pastors basically and churches represented from 50 nations of the world. It was unbelievable. So we had to drive down there. It was at the end of Miami. And of course, so you get your iPhone, your smartphone, your Android, whatever, and you put in all, you know, either Google or or MapQuest, whatever you use, and you put the ending location. Well, you start out to Miami. I didn't need the phone when I started out because I know to get to Fort Lauderdale, it's 95. What are you going to do? You just stay on 95. But when you get to Fort Lauderdale, and you're entering into all these roads that go off everywhere, what's the smart thing to do? Well, the only smart thing to do is what? To turn the crazy thing on and listen to or direct you. Amen? Could I hear an amen? Yeah, that's what you do. Well, let's say you get down to the end of Miami, and you're looking for this hotel. It's downtown Miami. 
big buildings, A Street, B Street, 308, who, 14. And let's say you get down there and you don't turn your phone on. What's that look like if you don't? By the way, we did, so don't write me an email. What's that look like if you get down there and there's 27 options and you're clueless? What does that look like? Confusion. It means your marriage is in trouble. <laughs> Guaranteed. Frustration in the car. Mm-hmm. Missing the meeting. Late for the meeting. How foolish. All I had to do was what? Click and listen to the lady. By the way, we did. You say, well, Pastor Mark, what does that have to do with anything? Many Christians live just like that. They have the Holy Spirit in them to direct them, but they rarely turn him on. They just try to do life by themselves. What's that look like? Confusion? Frustration? Not accomplishing what we want? Wrong roads? Get in a dead-end street? So this morning, we're going to see how personal the Holy Spirit is, how essential the Holy Spirit is in your life, in my life. For some of you, this will be brand new. You've never heard any of these truths before. Others, you know them, but sometimes we don't practice them. For all of us, very, very informative as God opens his word. So we begin this morning with the first thing I want to say to you. Remember, we defined essential Absolutely necessary, extremely important, crucial, key, vital. So here's the first thing I want you to write. Here we go. Essential. Essential. Understand that the spirit-filled life is essential for every single Christian, every single Christ follower. Now, it's not just for certain people, pastors, you know, elders. No, no, it's for you. Now, when Jesus came to this earth, he came as a man. He was fully God. He was fully man. He didn't lose his divinity, but he set it aside. Now, we know that when Jesus was born, he already was born of the Spirit. It was supernatural. He had the Spirit in him when he was born. But as he became to life, he would operate not as God. He would operate as a man like you and me. So he had to be filled, baptized, and led by the Holy Spirit. This is the only way Jesus could have lived. Now, he's our role model, so it should say something to all of us right from the start. If Jesus was going to operate as a man like you and me, and he needed these, it's essential for you and me as well. So here's the three things. We'll do it very quickly. We talked about these last week. Number one, Jesus was baptized in the Holy Spirit. He was in that water. You remember, he was being water baptized. And when he was coming up out of the water, the Bible says the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit came where? On him, upon him. Remember that word. The original word is EP, came upon him. It means overflowed him. And then we heard a voice from heaven, from God saying, this is my son. I'm well pleased. So you have the Trinity. So Jesus was baptized. God knew that Jesus could not accomplish the plan of God. It was essential. It was not optional. He was baptized in the Spirit. Second thing we know as we scooted over to Luke 4, we heard this. Second thing to write down. Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit. 
He was completely submitted to and controlled by God. See, being filled means coming under the influence or being controlled. Somebody stopped me last night. It's a good question. I've already answered, but I think sometimes you have to answer it again. It's no problem. He says, Pastor Mark, does control mean forced by the Holy Spirit? No, the Holy Spirit never forces you to do anything. See, you have a free will. It means I have to submit to the leading of the Holy Spirit. I have to submit. So Jesus then was full of the Holy Spirit. Now, unlike us, Jesus never sinned. So he never needed to be refilled. You'll see at the end of the teaching today, we have to be refilled. Being filled once is a problem because you'll see that we like to control our lives. Jesus simply submitted to the Spirit. Third, when he was filled with the Spirit, it allowed something huge in our life. He was led by the Holy Spirit. There isn't anything more exciting than being led by the Holy Spirit. So Jesus was dependent, sensitive, and obedient to the Holy Spirit. If you and I are going to enjoy Christian life, we have to have that same relationship with the Holy Spirit. We have to be baptized, filled, and led by the Holy Spirit. Then Jesus began to teach his disciples. He walked with his disciples for three years. Every day, he led them. He directed them. He he taught them. He encouraged them. He corrected them. And then one day, Jesus said to his disciples, I'm going to heaven. I'm going to leave you. I'm going to the cross, be resurrected, go to heaven. I'm going to leave you. And they were panicked because they didn't know what to do. They personally were following Jesus every day. Now, how many of you here, if you could, would have would trade right where you're at now and go back 2,000 years ago and walk for three years with Jesus every day. How many take a choice at that? Every hand goes up, every, 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 there would be no iPad, no air conditioning. I just like it. No, you missed the point. <laughs> of course we would. But you know what Jesus says? You're going to see, he says, I'm leaving. And here's what Jesus said. It's good that I go away for you. And the disciples are thinking, say What? It's better that you go away? I don't think so. And you're going to see why. Because actually, it's better than walking with Jesus. Because every single one of us can have a personal relationship with Jesus through the Holy Spirit. Now, I want you to turn your Bibles. Watch what happens. John, you're close by. I want you to turn to John chapter 14, where I told you earlier. And Jesus has said to his disciples, I'm leaving. And then he comforts him. He encourages him. He said, I'm not going to leave you alone. Watch what happens. Verse 16. And I will ask the Father, and he'll give you another counselor, another comforter, to be with you forever, the spirit of truth. Now, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. Now, watch this. He's speaking to his disciples, but you know him. For he lives with you, alongside you, but eventually will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. First thing you have to understand is, Jesus knew that the Father, when he left, was going to send God the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not an essence, not a force, not a power. But the Holy Spirit is a person. Do you know the Holy Spirit can be grieved? He has emotions. He's God. So 
here's the first relationship Jesus says to his disciples. Number one, here it is. Relationship number one. And by the way, if you're a Christian, you did this. Everybody had this relationship. Convicted by the Spirit. Convicted by the Spirit. In other words, the Holy Spirit would be along us. Before salvation, the Holy Spirit begins dealing with you and me. He comes alongside of us, and the Holy Spirit's role is to convict us. Now, here's what he convicts us of. We were all born sinners, and he convicts us of our sin and that we need to get right with God. Now, most people think they're going to go to heaven because they're good enough, and the Holy Spirit will say to them, no, 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 you can't be good enough to get rid of your sin. Jesus came to die for you. So you have to repent and believe. And I'm here to tell you, if you don't do that, you're going to end up in a place you don't want to go. So the Holy Spirit comes, and the goal is for every single person to respond to that conviction, that loving conviction, to and become forgiven and become a follower of Jesus Christ. Now, I'm going to show you these three relationships this morning with an illustration. This morning, this is the Holy Spirit. Now, just look at me so you don't email me. The Holy Spirit is not water. It's an illustration. Is it okay? Okay. This is the Holy Spirit. This is you, me, a person. So the first role anybody has with the Holy Spirit is what, what did we just say? Somebody read it back to me from your notes. He what? He comes alongside us to do what? Convict us. So here's the way it works. The Holy Spirit is alongside of us. And he's saying to you and me, uh, whatever that guy's saying is right on. You're not going to heaven. You got sins. You need to deal with it. You're angry. You've got unforgiveness in your heart. God can change that. Listen to them. Could be a revival, could be a church service, could be a radio station, could be a Christian song, could be reading a little of the Bible. However, the Holy Spirit uses all kinds of ways to speak to us. There's some of you this morning that will become Christians at the end of this service because you're hearing God convict you. Well, I guess he's speaking to me. I thought I was going to go to heaven because I'm a really good guy. No, you're not. So his first role is to come alongside us and convict us. Now, when you see that, that's loving. Because understand, all of us came to Christ that way. Every single person that's a Christian, you didn't decide, to, well, I think I'll just be a Christian today. It looks like a pretty good thing to do. No, you have to be drawn by the Holy Spirit. So the first thing is you have to understand every person is a sinner Empty, searching for purpose and forgiveness. The Holy Spirit comes alongside us and says, it's time to receive Christ. Now, you can actually grieve the Holy Spirit in this service or any time. When the Spirit speaks to you and says, okay, come on, be bold enough, make a commitment. Well, because there's another person speaking to you. Satan, another time, not today. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Respond to him. So the first relationship is to come alongside us and convict us. Now, here's the second. Write it down this morning. Number two, relationship. Remember, this is personal. The Holy Spirit is a person. Number two, indwelt by the Spirit. In other words, the next relationship that happens is the Holy Spirit actually comes 
to live in you and in me as a Christian. Paul writes it like this. Don't you realize that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? Let's read this together. Who lives in you and was given to you by God. You do not belong to yourself. At the moment of salvation, the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of us. It's an inward work. He begins to conform us to be like Jesus, the character of Jesus, the fruit of the Spirit, love and joy and peace and long-suffering. So it's an inward work. At the moment of salvation, he comes into us. Now, I want you to think what that looks like. So here I am. I'm a sinner like every single person is born that way. And the Holy Spirit convicts me, and I choose to repent. I'm sorry for my sins. God, I want you to save me. Thank you, Jesus, for going to the cross. What happens? The Holy Spirit comes from alongside. Where does he go? Tell me where he goes. So this is a Christian. Every Christian has the Holy Spirit where? Inside. He's living in you. It's a person. It's not water. He's living in you. He's in you to conform you, as Romans 8 says, to be like Christ. By the way, how long does that take? (laughs) Forever. Because we're still not perfect. So he also convicts us of our sin as Christians. What did you just say? No, 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 don't, don't say that. Go and apologize. Ever been there? Of course we've been there. So it's an inside job. The Holy Spirit is there, and he's alive in us. Remember, my phone was in the car. But if I don't turn it on, hello. The Holy Spirit is there in a personal way to minister to us. But often, we simply forget it. So here's what I want you to write. Personal. There's that word. That was one of the words I wanted you to get. Understand the Holy Spirit wants a personal relationship with us. See, trust is the foundation of every relationship. Trust is the foundation of every healthy relationship. If you don't trust your spouse, you do not have a healthy marriage. If you don't trust your pastor, I don't know why you're in the church. Now, nobody's perfect, but there's a trust. And so we have to learn to trust the Holy Spirit. He's God. And the more I know a person, the easier it is to trust them. So some of us never realize, watch me, with the Holy Spirit in me, what is he doing in me? Well, I'm going to give you a few keys today. There's many more. I don't have time to go through them. I'm not even going to give you the verses, but I'll give you the verse to copy down. So what is the Holy Spirit doing in your life? We begin with these. Write them down because this is your privilege as a Christian. The Holy Spirit wants to do these things in our lives. Number one, here we go. The Holy Spirit assures me. Romans 8, 16. You say, Pastor Mark, what do you mean by that? Well, when you become a Christian, it isn't long before the enemy comes into you and he says this. You know what happened when you walked down to that altar, when you accepted Christ? Nothing happened in you. Are you kidding me? You're the same old person. You're not saved. And then you sleep at night and you go, man, if I die, am I really saved or not? Well, you can know if you're a Christian. You know who assures you? The Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit will come to you and say, of course you're not perfect, but you accepted Christ. 
You're a son. You're a daughter of God. The Holy Spirit will speak that to you again because he's the spirit of truth against the lies of the enemy. What a miserable thing to live every day going, if I die, I don't know where I'm going. No, that's the unbeliever's question. You know where you're going. He assures you you're going to be in heaven. Can I hear an amen right there? All right, next. The Holy Spirit teaches me and reminds me. Now, when you see that, you have to understand that the Holy Spirit is the author of the Bible. Now, this morning, you have a young, short, good-looking man that's teaching you. Which one did you disagree with? Come on. But who is really teaching you? Yeah, see, people don't understand it. Well, Pastor Mark, it's your words. Yeah, but it's the Holy Spirit that's applying it. See, he's illuminating these truths to your heart. I'm just the go-between. I use his word, which never returns void. But I'm just an agent. I'm just like you. Just a gift God gave me to be a teacher. So the one that's teaching you, it shouldn't be difficult. He's the one that wrote it. He knows how to, so all of a sudden he illuminates and it jumps off the page. For some of you this morning, you'll walk out of here, never realize that God lives in you 24-7. And all these benefits, you've never taken advantage of. You've never turned the phone on. He reminds me. By the way, the older you get, that's important. You young people, quit laughing. He reminds you. He reminds you. Often when I'm speaking, boom, a scripture comes to mind of something. Not in my notes. Every service is different. It's great because God's dealing with different people. So understand. By the way, he can't remind you if you never knew it. That should cause something to happen. That means the more I know the word, the easier to remind me. Amen. Here's the next one. The Holy Spirit comforts me. 2 Corinthians 1.3. Life is hard. You and I will need comfort often. When Jesus was getting ready to go to the cross, he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. As he was there, he said to his disciples, I'm going inside to pray. You wait out here and pray for me. When he finished the first part of his prayer, he went out to find his disciples. What did he find his disciples doing? Did Jesus need comforting at that point? Yeah, he was grieved. Why? He poured three years into these guys. At the darkest moment, they're clueless. Well, who comforted Jesus? The Holy Spirit. So you and I will need that. We get hurt. We go through difficult things. God is the God of all comfort. Maybe you need it this morning. You're sitting here going through all this. No, no, you're not doing it alone. You're not, he will never leave you. He's there to bring us comfort this morning. Today, we were reminded of the role the Holy Spirit played in the life and ministry of Jesus and how we as followers of Christ need to imitate him in his reliance upon the Holy Spirit's working in our lives as well. We were reminded that the Holy Spirit was sent by God to baptize us and indwell us to overflowing, which allows him to do his job of comforter, one who convicts of sin, and encouragement to us. You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. 
Each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church. And today's message was exactly what you were looking for. Join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. Next time, we'll continue the teaching of Pastor Mark as he covers more of the book of Luke and the life of Jesus showing us how the Holy Spirit was essential to the successful ministry of Jesus and how, as Jesus laid aside his divinity, the Holy Spirit was able to do amazing things through Jesus, just as he can do through us if we're willing to truly follow in Jesus' steps. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.